Welcome into Free Money Friday every day. I am your host, Michael Pappas, in with you as always. Uh, not the start we wanted yesterday. Uh, went two and four, but today is a, a new day with a new slate, and so we, uh, we're we going to make today better than yesterday. Uh, took Illinois minus 13 and a half, hosting Nebraska. Uh, Illinois won by 12. So that's pretty frustrating. Uh, Louisville on a money line sprinkle. Uh, that looked real good when Louisville was up by double digits for a long time in that game until in the second half, Florida State went on like an 18-0 run and completely took over the game. So thanks a lot, Louisville. Uh, West Virginia minus 5.5 at Texas. Uh, we talked about West Virginia's road struggles yesterday. They lost by 10. Uh, I'm pretty surprised by that, to be honest. And then we took the Heat minus six at Cleveland, and they lost in overtime by six, which is just a bummer. So two and four uh, all together on the day. Uh, really would have loved if that 0-2 in the NCAA was uh, was a 2-0. and But we're back below 50% now in the NCAA. I have faith we'll climb out of our one-pick hole tonight. So let's do it uh, in NCAA basketball. 219, 220, and 7 now. 0-2 yesterday. Uh, first game tonight, Iowa at Michigan State. The spread is Michigan State minus 8.5, over under 151.5. Uh, this is a strength-on-strength strength matchup. Iowa has the best offense in the Big Ten. Michigan State has the best defense. Iowa's offense has been very good on the road during conference play, ranking in the top three in efficiency, offensive rebounding, and two-point percentage. They've been dead last in the Big Ten in three-point percentage on the road in conference, which is not Good, obviously, uh, con- which is why they've lost five games on the road in conference. Conversely, Michigan State's defense has not been very good at home, or Michigan State's offense, excuse me, has not been very good at home during Big Ten play. Uh, the only thing they've been a lead at is making shots inside the arc. Iowa's defense has been very bad on the road during conference play. They're dead last in efficiency, opponent effective field goal percentage, opponent two point percentage, and three point percentage. So, um, in addition to not being able to shoot threes, they can't defend. Reasons they've lost five games in con- on the road in conference. They're second to last in defensive rebounding. Michigan State's defense has been quite the opposite. They're top three in the Big Ten in everything except forcing turnovers, not fouling, and defensive rebounding. Michigan State's going to win this game, uh, but I do think Iowa's going to be able to keep it to single digits with offensive rebounding and hopefully a big game from Luca Garza. The pick... Iowa plus eight and a half. It's now still at plus eight and a half. Kentucky at Texas A&M. Kentucky favored in this one by six and a half. The over-under is 129. Uh, Texas A&M excels in three key areas that, if things go well, should help them mightily. Against a Kentucky team that will probably be looking ahead to welcoming Auburn to Rupp Arena on Saturday, those three things are getting to the free throw line, not fouling, and forcing turnovers. Texas A&M is ninth in the nation at free throw rate, and Kentucky is known to foul. Uh, getting Nick Richards and company in foul trouble will really help A&M. Not fouling. Kentucky's incredible from the free throw line, but A&M should be able to limit that. Uh, the Aggies are 37th nationally nationally in opponent free throw rate, and they've allowed opponents to shoot fewer than 15 free throws per game this season. Uh, a fun stat for you. Texas A&M has made more free throws than their opponents have attempted this season, which is just wild. And then the Aggies rank 27th in the country in opponent turnover percentage at 22.7%. 
In conference home games, they've been even better, turning over their opponents 26.3% of the time. Over a quarter of their opponents' possessions have ended in turnovers. That's ridiculous. And Ashton Hagens, Kentucky's primary ball carrier, has averaged four turnovers a game over his last nine games. He can be turnover prone. This next part might be a little confusing, but bear with me. I'll try my best to explain it. This is going to be A&M's second quad one home game during SEC play. The first was an overtime loss to LSU on January 14th. Um, That one game is not a very big sample size. Since a quad one home game is played against numbers 1 through 30 in the current net rankings, and LSU is currently number 29, uh, I expanded my parameters to include quad two home games. A&M has played four top 75 teams in net in the net during conference play. Um, still not a great sample size, but it's better than one. Uh, in those games, A&M is one in three. They've allowed an average of just over 80 points a game and scored 75 points per game. Their average uh, margin of victory is negative 5.75, so it's not a margin of victory, but still. Uh, this will be Kentucky's eighth quad three or better road game in SEC play. They're five and two in those games. They're averaging 75 and a half points per game and allowing almost 71 points a game for an average margin of victory of 4.86 points. I know what you're thinking. Why does that matter? Well, let's look at inside the numbers. Let's look inside the numbers of how A&M and Kentucky have played in those games. Uh, we're going to look at quad one and two home games for A&M and quad three or better road games for Kentucky, both in SEC play. Um, I'm going to throw out rankings for you and they're there. They're the team's rankings in the SEC for the described games. So, for instance, the first place we're going to go is total offense. Only three teams in the SEC have been better offensively than Texas A&M. Now, I know what you're thinking. That's just not true. You're right. But it is true if you're only looking at quad one and two home games. Only Missouri, Mississippi State, and Auburn have had better have been better on offense than Texas A&M in quad one and two home games in conference play. Only LSU has been better offensively than Kentucky in quad three or better road games during SEC play. Total defense, no SEC team has been worse on defense than A&M in these games, and Kentucky has been sixth in the SEC in defense for these games. However, no team has been better at forcing turnovers than the Aggies, and only Auburn has been better at not turning the ball over. Again, that is for quad one and two home games in SEC play. Kentucky's fifth in offensive turnover percentage and 12th in defensive turnover percentage, which means they won't turn you over, but they have been kind of susceptible to turning the ball over. Um, Again, that is for quad three or better road games in SEC play for Kentucky. Um, We talked about how good A&M is uh, at getting to the free throw line and at not fouling. Uh, Kentucky relies on getting to the free throw line in these games. Kentucky is third in offensive free throw rate. A&M is first in defensive free throw rate. And then they're fourth in A&M's fourth in offensive free throw rate and Kentucky's 10th in defensive free throw rate. So again, like I said before, this is going to be huge. Kentucky relies on getting to the line. A&M relies on getting to the line. They don't foul. Kentucky does foul. That's total. That shifts this in A&M's favor. Um, neither team is very good at rebounding. 
A&M is fourth in effective field goal percentage, third in two-point percentage, and fifth in three-point percentage. Again, that is for quad one and two home games in SEC play. And Kentucky is second in effective field goal percentage and first in three-point percentage at almost 45% in quad three or better SEC road games. Um, That's ridiculous. Both of these teams clearly playing well on offense. And then A&M really has struggled to defend shooters, um, and Kentucky has been incredible at it in these games. So uh, quick summary here. Both teams have been very good offensively in these situations. Uh, On defense, Texas A&M relies heavily on turnovers, but they've been incredible at forcing them. Kentucky shoots the lights out on offense, but will turn the ball over, and neither team is particularly good at rebounding. Uh, We've seen Kentucky come out of the gate slow in a few conference games against bad teams this season. Uh, Ole Miss, Vanderbilt twice, just to name a few. Uh, And then they end up blowing the other team out in the second half. Um, With Kentucky's minds possibly on the game Saturday, I think something similar could happen tonight, especially if A&M can get Kentucky in some foul trouble. Uh, It's also worth noting that at the time of writing this, 96% of money has come in on the over in this game, causing a bump from 127 and a half to 129. I say at the time of writing this because I write down my notes for the show. So, yeah. So the pick here is Texas A&M plus three in the first half. Um, I, like I said, I think A&M has a chance to keep this game close. I don't think they have, I mean, obviously they have a chance of winning. I don't think they will. I don't think that's a realistic expectation to have of them in this game. But like I said, It would not surprise me at all if we see Kentucky come out of the gate slow and then wake up when they realize that A&M is not a terrible basketball team. And then I love the over at 129. Um, Both teams get to 65 to get to 130. Uh, I don't really see that not happening in this game. I know Kentucky is, you know, a a good defensive team, but I do think that uh, A&M is going to be able to do enough to get to 65 points. And like I said, I think Kentucky's going to win the game. So that means they'll be above 65 points, which is over 130. So A&M plus three in the first half and over 129 are the picks in that game. Moving on to Ole Miss at Auburn. Spread on this game is Auburn minus nine. The over-under is 141. Uh, Auburn has not... Been Auburn has not been winning by five at halftime since January 25th against Iowa State. They have not led by five at the half in a conference game since January 22nd against South Carolina. They've only led by five at the half in conference play twice, that South Carolina game and against Georgia on January 11th. In the eight games since the Iowa State game, Auburn's average margin at halftime is down by six and a half points. In their 14 conference games, their average halftime margin is down by 3.4 points. Auburn is not a first-half basketball team, and they have played a ton of close games this season. Uh, Auburn without Isaac Okoro is not good enough to beat Ole Miss by double digits. I don't care where the game is played. Auburn had to come back from down over 20 points to beat Ole Miss in the pavilion earlier this season with Isaac Okoro. Both of these teams I know are different teams. Uh, and they can both score in bunches. The picks tonight, Ole Miss plus four and a half in the first half, Ole Miss plus nine, it's now plus eight and a half, and the over at 141, which is now 142. 
Auburn has been so bad in the first half of so many games this season. So bad. Uh, finally, the last college basketball game tonight, Alabama at Mississippi State. Mississippi State favored in this one by four. Uh, the over-under is at 157.5 now. Uh, Alabama has had 65% of their games go over this season, and Mississippi State has had 70% of theirs go over. Uh, Alabama has not had a road game go under 160 since January 22nd. Mississippi State hasn't had a home game go under the total since January 14th in a game in which Mizzou only scored 45 points. It is their only home conference game to go under the total. Because of that, the pick here is over 159. It's now 157 and a half. Moving on to the NBA, I'm 71 and 67 after a two and one night yesterday. I like the Thunder minus seven and a half at the Bulls. Um, this is a game where we're going to fade a tanking team at home, playing at home. Um, also, Oklahoma City is 38 and 18 against the spread this season, and an absolutely ridiculous 21 and five against the spread on the road. And the Bulls are just 12, 17 and one against the spread at home. Plus, Otto Porter, Denzel Valentine and Wendell Carter Jr. are all out for the Bulls. Um, perfect storm here. I think the Thunder uh, are just going to steamroll in Chicago. Bucks minus one and a half at the Raptors. Uh, the Bucks have not lost the second game of a back-to-back this season, and they're 6-1 and one against the spread in those seven games. Uh, they're 31-4 and four straight up and have covered 63% of their conference games, and they're 21-4 and four and have covered 60% as a road favorite. They have been steamrolling through the NBA this season. I think they're going to beat the Raptors, and if they win, they'll cover the point-and-a-half spread, barring something catastrophic, pretty much. And then the last NBA game I like tonight is the Pelicans plus 7.5 at the Lakers. Um, They've been so, so much better with Zion, and I think there's a huge revenge factor in this game for the Pelicans. I know they played earlier this season. That was without Zion. Uh, So I think that the Pelicans are going to be, um, they're going to have a ton of motivation to try to stick it to the Lakers and to Anthony Davis. I mean, there's the obvious trying to stick it to Anthony Davis for not wanting to play on the Pelicans anymore. But then you have so many guys that they got from that trade that came from the Lakers who I think are going to try to stick it to the Lakers and try to stick it to LeBron for shipping them all off. Uh, Brandon Ingram has been awesome this season. Lonzo Ball has been pretty good. I mean, and now they have Zion. Anthony Davis is probable in this game. Last time I checked, it's hard for me to think he's not going to play. Uh, the Pelicans are healthy. I, I I like the Pelicans to keep this game close and maybe pull off the upset. Moneyline sprinkles tonight. 0-1 last night, pushing us to 38-61. and 61. I'm going to sprinkle Ole, Ole Miss first half on the money line. Um, Like I said, Auburn has been putrid in the first half of games, uh, especially in conference play, so especially lately. And with Isaac Okoro still questionable, there's a lot of flux in the lineup and the rotation and blah, blah, blah. Uh, I think it's definitely worth a sprinkle to take Ole Miss in the first half. Alabama money line at Mississippi State. This would be a massive win for Alabama's tournament resume. And when a team can get as hot as Alabama can from three-point range, it's almost always worth a sprinkle. 
Plus, they're going to get up and down the court in this game. There are going to be a ton of possessions. Both teams like to play quickly. Plus, Alabama is still covering at their insane rate on the season. Um, they're one of the top cover teams in the country. They've covered close to 70%, I believe, of their games. Um, at a plus four for a road team, I'll just take a money line sprinkle, especially because Alabama could also be ice cold from three and lose by like 15. So much more comfortable just doing a money line sprinkle there. Uh, NC State money line at UNC. Uh, if NC State wins this game, they'll have beaten both Duke and UNC this season. I think that's a hu- that is huge for bragging rights um, in North Carolina. Plus, they lost to UNC at home earlier this season, so I like uh, a little revenge factor there. Uh, and I think if you're an NC State player, you got to think as bad as North Carolina has been this season, This we have to win this year uh, or we might not ever win in Chapel Hill during my time at North Carolina. So I think that's worth a sprinkle there. Plus, UNC is not very good this season. Uh, and then Oklahoma Moneyline hosting Texas Tech. Uh, just like Alabama, beating Tech would give OU a huge win for their tournament resume. Uh, plus, they're playing at home, and Tech has had their offensive struggles this season. Uh, finally, tonight's Mike pick, two Did not have one yesterday, so still 14-20. and 20. Uh, It is a parlay at plus 105. Kentucky money line at Texas A&M. Like I said, I think Texas A&M, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly confident UK is going to win this game. They're the far superior team. They should win this game. Um, to be honest, I hope A&M wins the game, but I'm sure Kentucky will. And then SMU money line hosting Memphis. Um, Memphis, an up-and-down team since James Wiseman left. SMU is the better team here. Uh, they should be able to win this game. I believe it's a four-point spread. So the Mike pick two, parlay at plus 105, Kentucky money line, SMU money line. And then I will run through all of the picks before I go today. Iowa plus eight and a half, Texas A&M plus three in the first half. Kentucky, Texas A&M over 129. Ole Miss plus four and a half in the first half. Ole Miss plus nine. Ole Miss, Auburn over 141. Alabama, Mississippi State. Over 159, the Oklahoma City Thunder plus seven and a half, Milwaukee minus one and a half, the Pelicans plus seven and a half, Ole Miss first half money line, Alabama money line, NC State money line, OU money line, and the Mike pick two is Kentucky money line and SMU money line. That's going to do it for me today. Thank you everyone for listening. Follow me on Twitter at CouchPapTato. Let's get rich. It's Free Money Front.